0: Are you stuck in a rat race of schedules, to-do lists, and other people's priorities? Maybe you can't even remember when the last time you felt fully engaged with your body, your mind, and your surroundings. If this resonates with you, then you are in the right place. I am Susan Sanders, and I am here to teach you about sustainable productivity. Each week, I'll be coming to your ears with lessons to create a life that you can fully engage with. Some weeks will be bite-sized moments of inspiration and sharing. Other weeks will include guests and more in-depth looks at doing the right things in a way that you can maintain over time. Let's get started. Welcome to the Sustainable Productivity Podcast. I am your host, Susan Sanders. Today, we're talking about imposter syndrome and the importance of small deaths. You know, the light stuff. Before we get into that super light topic, we will start with this week's SPM. The Sustainable Productivity Moment, or SPM, is something that is making life sustainably productive. The goal is to highlight small things or adjustments that create a life we don't feel like running away from today's SPM is asking for help. I have been in a bit of a creative slump lately. I'm not super inspired to write or record or do a lot of crafts of any kind. I tried to ride my bike to get out of a slump and a snake dropped down in front of me in the garage. I tried to connect with my higher power in nature, which is usually my go-to and got bit or stung by something and had to abandon the hike. This started to slide and not wanting to do my morning journaling and meditation, which is the point I knew I needed to make an adjustment pretty quickly. I reached out to a creative friend to meet for coffee and it was just the shot in the arm that I needed. Then the bonus was when we left the coffee shop, a woman stopped us and said, are you two writers? I couldn't help but to overhear. So now we're meeting to talk writing in the next couple of weeks. I see this as the universe rewarding me for having the courage to reach out for help with my creative slump. I find that the more I put out in the universe that I am a creative person, the more I'm rewarded for it. Which sort of brings us into today's topic, imposter syndrome. It's that voice in my head that says, who do you think you are? Or why do you think you're the right person for this? Or stay in your lane, honey. Let the real writers, podcasters, creators, whoever... Let them do this. It also comes up in relaxation and play sometimes. It sounds a little different, yet just as dismissive in tone. It sounds something like this. Are you sure you worked hard enough to be doing this silliness now? Or you're 49. Let's act like the adult in the room. Or I'll be over here with the grownups when you're done being silly. For me, imposter syndrome feels like shame. Like feelings of not being enough. And this reminds me of a time in college. Remember, I played basketball in college. So we were on a road trip. And uh, after a game or after practice or whatever, we we stopped at Macaroni Grill. You know, when you can draw on the tablecloths. They leave crayons out and um, it's a paper tablecloth. And so we were doodling, and I just remember feeling relaxed and fun and just really authentically connecting with my teammates for the first time in a long time. It was a cold, cold winter that year. And I remember laughing and looking over my shoulder, and my coach was holding up three fingers and looking at me with a smirk on her face. And she said, three, you're acting like you're three. I immediately put the crayon down, stopped having fun sat up straight and acted acted like the adult I thought I was supposed to be, like I, I I expect I thought she expected me to be. And I just remember the the fun draining out of it. I bring this up on today's episode because I think this idea of imposter syndrome is feeding some fear that's keeping me stuck. I know from talking to many of you that you feel it too at some times in your own lives. I thought that if we turn the spotlight onto these imposter syndrome feelings, it might show us that this monster behind the curtain is really a tiny shriveled figure just trying to act tough. More about the fear keeping me stuck. Right now, I have three pitches in my inbox for speakers who want to be guests on this podcast, and I have yet to reply. What am I afraid of? When I had coffee with my creative friend, this topic of fear came up along with self-sabotage, which I also am a graduate level superstar at. This conversation led me back to my journal with an exercise we use in project management in corporate America all the time, the five whys. I'll link to an essay I wrote about this, but the gist of this five whys exercise is that you ask why five times i mean it's, it's it's explanatory in the name so for example if we say well this is why we've this is how we've always done it well why have we always done it this way well this is what the the forms are set up to do well why are the forms set up to do it that way well this is how so and so preferred to do it 10 years ago well why are we continuing to do it the same way we did 10 years ago because we don't know of another way well, why haven't we looked at it? You know, you continue to ask why repeatedly until you really get to an I don't know or an aha of some, some kind of aha. And it often doesn't take five times of asking why, but it's always interesting in what is revealed. So I did this five whys exercise. I took the fear and I applied the five whys to it. I could not write fast enough. I think... It was waiting to come into the light. Basically, I'm afraid that if I grow Sustainable Sue, there will be people who don't like what they read or hear. They won't like me. I don't know if you've been on this internet thing, but there's some really mean people on the internet. But it boils down to this. Why am I letting my fear of people I don't even know not liking me? Or just the thought of people I don't know not liking me Why am I letting that stop me from doing work that I find really energizing and enjoyable? This seems insane. But for a long time, this fear of disappointing people kept me safe and successful. It worked for a long, long time. But I have to acknowledge that it's no longer serving me. I wonder if that might be where you are today too. Is something you have been holding on to keeping you back? Is it time to thank it for its service and then let it rest? Here is how I know that letting go of the fear is the right next step for me. As soon as I finished journaling about all this, having it all pour out of my pencil faster than I could scribble it all down, I picked up one of my daily devotionals. The topic was the value of small deaths. I want to read this passage to you and I'll link to the book itself in the show notes. Preparing the Way so long as you haven't experienced this, to die and so to grow, you are only a troubled guest on the dark earth. That is a quote from Goethe. Here is the passage from the devotional To die is not a bad thing. Cells die every day. Paradoxically, it is how the body lives. Casings shed, coverings fall away, new growth appears. It is how we stay vital. Likewise, ways of thinking die like cells, and we suffer greatly when we refuse to let what's growing underneath make its way as new skin of our lives. It is the stubbornness with which we refuse to let what's growing underneath come through that pains us. It is the fear that nothing is growing underneath that feeds our despair. It is the moment that we cease growing in any direction that is truly deadly. When resisting this process, we become a troubled guest, moaning like a human crow. We double the pain of living when we try to stop the emergence that all life goes through. Imagine if trees never shed their leaves, or if waves never turned over, or if clouds never dumped their rain and disappeared. I say this as much to remind myself as you. Little deaths prevent big deaths. What matters most is waiting its turn underneath all that is expanding itself to prepare the way. I hope this message touched a chord or even a nerve with you. And maybe you know someone who needs a little nudge to take a baby step away from her ledge of safety. Send this episode to her with a note to say she might find it interesting, or this could be a launching point for a discussion with a loved one who can help you take a brave next step. You could send this episode to that person and say, hey, check this out and ask me about my big, hairy, scary idea later. It'll help provide that segue for you. It is too much to do alone, but we can be brave and strong together. In that vein of together, I want to share a couple more things that I came across that fit into the threads going through this episode. The first is a quote from Seneca, one of the Stoic philosophers. Putting things off is the biggest waste of life. It snatches away each day as it comes and denies us the present by promising the future. The greatest obstacle to living is expectancy, which hangs upon tomorrow and loses today. You are arranging what lies in fortune's control and abandoning what lies in yours. What are you looking at? To what goal are you straining? The whole future lies in uncertainty live immediately. That's the quote from Seneca. And I want to fast forward today and share something from Kara Lawson, a great basketball player and announcer, and currently the head coach at Duke University. I'll link to the recording of this on YouTube. But let me read a portion to you as we close out this short episode today. Here is what Kara Lawson shared. Most people think that it's only going to get easier from here. Life's going to get easier. Sport is going to get easier. School is going to get easier it never gets easier. What happens is you become someone who handles hard stuff better. So make yourself a person that handles hard well. Because if you have a meaningful pursuit in life, it will never be easy. Thank you for your time today, everybody. Until we meet next week, remember to create productive results in a way that you can sustain and that are productive for you, even if it's hard you are strong. Have a good week. You have just listened to the Sustainable Productivity Podcast. If you liked what you heard, you might like what you read. Come to SustainableSue.com to read more and subscribe to have the weekly message sent to your inbox. You can also get show notes, including links to things discussed in the episode there. SustainableSue.com. Consider sharing this episode with a friend. The more you share the message about sustainable productivity, the more we can create a world where we are all more engaged in our lives. Keep going, friends. As Devin Durant says, small efforts sustained over time can produce significant results. Have a good week.